Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Challenge Dirty 30 Wrap-Up Podcast for Episode 3. I am Brian Cohen. Here with me, as always, is my co-host, Ali Asher. Ali, how are you? Brian, I am okay, but I will say, not that, again, anyone gives a crap about me, I have been awake all night. I went to sleep about an hour ago. We're recording this at 8.43 a.m. on a Thursday, for anyone who cares, and I I'm packing to go back to Michigan and to go to a wedding and all this stuff. And I can't do anything ahead of time. So I've been up all night. I got to watching the show around 5 a.m. And let me tell you, I am wide awake. I loved this episode. Like I I'm more tired now after that, but I no, I, I really like was shocked. I was like, Oh, this is going to be a slog. It's for anyone. Any show you watch like 5 a.m. After being Mm -hmm. up all night, it's like kind of tough. I thought the episode was fantastic. That's great. I I have a big day of packing ahead of me too. I have a little bit more to pack up my entire apartment because I have the, the joy of moving tomorrow. So that's going to be very fun. But yeah, I was all in on this episode. I'm all in on the season. I think the first three episodes have all been uh, very good in all different ways. You missed the like key hours of like midnight to five a.m. Yeah. I don't understand why you were so. Uh, I'm doing the normal afternoon packing, but I can respect the, the three a.m. packing. Uh, so Derek Boucher says, was this one of the best quote challenge episodes? Oh, he meant challenges. So I asked this too soon, but I'm tired. I meant, was this one of the best episodes we've had in a while? Uh, I mean, I would, I, I, I'm more so on his point that I really enjoyed the actual like competitions that they had to do, especially because the the bigger risk is always each episode. What the main competition is that could always be a a dud or an entertainment type of thing and i thought this was very very good yeah i thought for episode three this was like a really strong episode but i'll get off it uh people who also thought uh our shows have been good you know we've gotten a lot of like mean five-star reviews but like a hashtag no regrets only five stars <laughs> uh so we'll still thank you ball bag swinger uh LT Von Longschlong, who I think only changed his name so that I would have to say it as a punishment and give us five stars. <laughs> Whatever. Thank you for your review. Christy Cable, Christina Saint, one, two, three. And I don't know if you saw this review from Fee Five Fo Frosty, but it might be name. my favorite review we've ever gotten. And if you would indulge me, I'd like to read it. Go for it. All right. Hello. We all know the challenge is America's fifth major sport, and we deserve quality analysis worthy of this national treasure. Look no further than this pod. Allie and Brian and their revolving door of guests bring a combo of awkward humor, all right, sound engineering, and in-depth commentary worthy of our ears. God bless these two for informing me on the Twitter drama between Cara and anyone who isn't Cara. It's essentially it's essential listening. Also, if it weren't for this pod, the chin scratch emoji would be the number wouldn't be one of my favorites and my life has improved dramatically because of it. My go-to work email response is chin scratch emoji. I might not be employed for much longer, but at least I have this podcast. Thank you so much, P5 Rossi. I really enjoyed reading that. I appreciate uh, you branding us with, I think our new tagline pending Brian's review, awkward humor. All right. Sound engineering. <laughs> I like that. That's our thing. We don't come up with hashtags. We come up with new taglines for our podcast each week. It was our future merch that no one's yeah, gonna like. Exactly. Uh, really quick, what did you think of last week's episode? Because we obviously missed you last week. All right, so my brain is currently mush, so I'm trying to actually remember like the major highlights of last week. But totally fine. You had Shane and uh, oh, the Shane and so yeah, yeah, the Shane and Simone thing. Yeah, that that's a 
that was a mess. I it was the way they like depicted it and the way they had it, it going back with like confessionals. It was one. Of, it was like a weird ghost story that they were trying to tell, and it's like, <laughs> and then behind the woods, we had Simone with the bottle, and it was it was very bizarre. I, I, I'm done with both of them. I think they can both never come back. I don't think they had much. Shane is, I mean, to get kicked off basically twice in your both your seasons for fighting. I don't think he actually got kicked off the first time, but he probably should have. I mean, he, he's done. I mean, I, I don't see they'll ever bring him back. Especially if you go after a girl, I believe that's like the one line MTV is very strong against. Although they brought like Mike back from Mario the Lunch, which is almost. But I, I think he's done, and I think Simone will probably be done, too. I did love how he they replayed uh, in the intro to this episode, like Shane saying, oh, it's like sucks to go out like this. And I'm like, has he ever gone out in a way that's not like this? Like maybe not directly related to the fighting, but he right. hasn't like traditionally gone out. I am curious to find out how Tony reacts in season about like finding out his not well, finding out his brother was he already knows his brother's eliminated, but then he has to find out his brother could have a chance to come back, but then actually got eliminated again. So that should be like when the when the redemption house shows up, Tony's gonna be like, Where's Shane? That'll be quality. Uh there I will say, like, based on Tony's IRL reaction on Twitter and everything, doesn't really seem like he's gonna care. Uh but Tony is one in a million, thankfully. Um the other thing that happened, which brings us right into the intro of this week, uh this week's episode, I'm going to put Camilla voting for Hunter up for one of the stupidest moves of all time behind probably maybe five other things, including Rafi and Dario and the elimination. But is, this has to be so stupid. Yeah, and she got, like, super defensive about it in the morning like, when they were talking about over, like, their cup of coffee. And you could tell that she knows she's wrong and she just does, like, the Camilla, like, oh, I don't give a shit, like, reaction to try to deflect it. But she knows she totally screwed up. And, and Corey's assessment of it, that Camilla went out of her way to protect him, is that what happened? Like, I don't think she offered any protection and really pulled more of a half measure in voting for Hunter than anything else. Yeah, like, to me, it was basically almost equivalent to when uh, when Aubrey, like, crossed the person's name out on the, the parchment. Like, if you're going to vote for someone, vote for someone. It sucks voting for people because that it puts a target on yourself. Why create a double target of yourself and vote for two people in one week? So she created a whole shitstorm for herself when she didn't need to. It's these accidents we've seen so many times in the challenge where whoever votes like second, last or last, and the votes are already decided, but they still make you vote. And they still like stick to their, their like friendship and be like, Oh, I'm not going to vote for this person. Like who cares? The vote means nothing. You can easily, it's so much easier to explain that vote away to like your quote unquote friend than it is to vote against your alliance and have to explain to everyone else why you chose not to target the person everyone else was targeting. Yeah, I think, didn't we even have, like, Nicole vote in Nani on one of those? Like, all right, I guess, like, it's the la- in bloodlines. I mean, this is now, like, going back vote to vote. But I feel like we've had closer people vote each other in as the last non-deciding vote, you know, uh, than Camilla and Corey, which Bananas, like, to his credit, is trying to figure out why the hell Camilla, I think, along with the rest of the audience, would bother trying to protect Corey when it's not good at all for her game. Yeah, especially when Corey is like one of the major outsiders. It's not even just that he's just like not in the alliance. He's like the main target of not only her like guy alliance, but all like the girls supposedly hate him, although they're kind of going back to him, but they should all supposedly hate him. So she's just alienating everyone. 
I, I agree. It's very confusing. We'll see if this uh, keeps coming up in the future or just kind of fades out. Um, we get a little moment with Brianna, Ammo, and Brittany. And I want to know, are we going to bring, can we bring Lone's Weaves Lips uh, as like the new Jim Tan Laundry of the challenge? <laughs> can we make that happen? I, I do love whenever they have like the rookies explain, or I guess technically Brianna's a vet, uh, what <laughs> they uh, want to with the money it's always they should keep like a running list of what everyone's goals are throughout the season the way like you remember tj you would always ask people at the end of the season like what are you here for i want like a running tally of what everyone's here for for the money i mean Darrell's camper has to be up there despite the fact that he's not a rookie that that really will stick out in my mind uh but yeah no it's like in, in survivor when uh you never forget that eddie wanted to open up a dog bar we will remember brianna's loans weaves and lips yeah that's, but that's we, may a, not we may not remember Brianna after this episode. We'll remember, but I think we we're will. like one of the only like half dozen people. Uh, one thing I want to get your take on too, uh, we get a little bit more. I feel like I have to eat crow about last week um, talking about Derek and Tori's re- relationship. Are they real or are they not? This episode seemed a lot more genuine to me. I mean, who am I to judge except that I'm on the internet with a microphone. So who am I not to judge? Um, Derek says like I love you in this episode and seems like that's like a normal thing Tori seems devastated when he eventually goes home what's your read on their uh, relationship See, I'm the opposite I think this I, I love that conspiracy theory it's one of my favorite conspiracy theories we've ever had on the challenge and I'm all in that they completely fabricated this like supposed love story just for like more airtime and a storyline and then maybe be together for an exes I love it I'm all in I think it's completely true I don't care what anyone will tell me. I'm just going to believe it to the day I die. They are completely fraud, and they're going to be at X's 7. All right. I respect that. It's more interesting than what's happening on my television with them. But why are they not mentioning each other at all on social media? The only real social media I made time for this week is scrolling through Tori and Derek's Twitters. Neither of them, both of them were tweeting about the challenge. Neither of them have addressed each other at all that I've seen. If anyone's seen anything, please, I'm like thirsting for it. Uh, But I haven't seen anything. If they're like calculated, wouldn't they be making it like a messy breakup or talking publicly about it? Maybe they, maybe they don't want people like questioning if it was real because maybe that, that feel like that will, if that guy's back to MTV, that's a bad look. So they want to try to like hide it a little bit, let the TV show do its talking. The only thing that makes me question if it's real is the fact that they're not blowing each other up on Twitter. If they, if they were blowing each other up like some good, good old fashioned MTV exes, I, I would be more in your camp. But time will tell. Could have had an amical breakup. It happens. They were also together for like only two and a half weeks. So it could have been easy. <laughs> Do you have minutes uh, in challenge time? Uh, as we go into the elimination, Ammo gets a confessional where I'm starting to, you know, read Ammo in his in terms of his like potential for the challenge anytime a rookie comes on you, you see what they're what they're giving he has great lines and little sound bites but and i can relate he laughs during the delivery of it mm-hmm. and like again my biggest struggle is not laughing out loud at my own jokes while i'm saying them but i the pre-laughter really kind of clouds like the zip of the line so i don't know hopefully he can sort of like clear out clear that out otherwise i think he'd be giving really good confessionals yeah i mean he's he's for him he has to be good at the confessionals that has to be the area where he he shines in order to be looked at as like a 
uh, a great addition to the show. Because, I mean, he's just not going to be, like, dominating the competitions and stuff like that. So he's got to shine in other areas. And I think he's so far been pretty good in his in his professional game and just even interacting with other people i mean the scene with i think this was before the challenge i don't i don't remember the exact timeline but the scene of him teaching leroy to swim was one of my favorite scenes the challenge has had in like years uh what one thing quickly because some people thought that bananas was joking when on uh the barstool podcast barstool b-a-r-s-t-o-l <laughs> in case anyone didn't know they had a podcast um he bananas mentioned that Ammo got to pick if he competed with the men or the women, and Ammo confirmed that on Twitter, so that was accurate. I totally agree. Their little swim lesson, we got a question about it. I have it. Uh, It's worth searching for, just to give this moment more attention. Um, Nick Sabetta says, if Lira is actually able to swim somewhat decently now, I assume in relation to the swim lesson we saw on TV, how much does that affect your ranking of him compared to the other guys? I mean, if he learns how to swim great, that would be awesome for him and it would increase him, but it doesn't seem like he's, you know, I mean, he's learning how to, like, kick. I think he's like, very early <laughs> on in, like, the swim lesson game to me to be like, oh, he's, he's really improving. Uh, well, Ammo will receive all credit if Leroy um, breaks any sort of personal best in yeah. any of the swimming competitions. Um, but in terms of this first elimination, as someone who holds themselves out to be good at plexers, I'm devastated that I didn't figure out that this XX was a double cross. Yeah. You know, uh, are plexers a normal thing? I don't know if like that's like... I obviously have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, well, you know, it's like amazing for like thoughtful conversations to just like act like you know. What you're I, don't, I say so many times I don't know what you're talking about, and I always feel like stupid. So I, sometimes I just like brush it off. I'm like, yeah, I know exactly what a plexer this is. Isn't, first of all, nothing I'm ever saying on this podcast should make you feel stupid in any way. We always have this like like pop culture references for like the mid '90s, and then I get flooded with, "Oh my god, I do not know what this is." And I'm like, I don't know. Again, if anything, knowing them makes me stupid. <laughs> this case, this is like a. I once had a, not to name drop my close personal friend Eric Stein, but I once had a conversation with him about my like. Uh, we are not friends, by the way. I don't want to hear any tweets about this or to him. But like, everyone usually thinks it's hilarious when they hear that like my like quote unquote gifted and talented program in elementary school was just called thinking is basic. <laughs> Which ironically sounds like a pretty remedial program, but maybe my parents are lying to me. Anyway, we used to do these things called plexers, which are like exactly what this is, like two X's. And it's like you have to figure out what the like, like they'll have like the word just in between T-I and M-E and it'll be just in time. Uh So like this is that like two X's, like double cross. I'm like, oh, like I wish because you had had some of the T on this originally that like there would be an XX card. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if I had really dug deep, maybe I could have come up with this. Anyway, I have enough about that. I really like it. Andrew Stiles wants to know, is the XX card the best new challenge, the best new the challenge has had? I mean, it's like the best new twist, whatever. This closes all the loopholes in free agents. Sorry, Leroy, while also improving on it by having to toss someone in directly. Yeah, I love the fact the big biggest thing I love is. The per- that the person who pulls like whatever I guess now the double cross is it just in I like that it adds another layer of turning around and voting someone else in because anytime you can vo- one person can vote another person in it adds stuff for later episodes and later betrayals and all that stuff so more of that the better and this is great 
I will say I like it more. I think when we were first speculating about it, we weren't sure that it would be like a pool of the losers that you'd be picking from. So I think my issue was like giving a loser, you know, king of the losers power to just vote anyone in. I'm happy that's not the case. And even I would have thought this would have bothered me more, but it really doesn't. I think it's really exciting. Really good change. Andrew Kirk says, dig, marry, kill, the kill card, the skull draw, the XX card. Uh, ding, the, the uh, skull, the, uh, the kill card. Marry this and kill the skull. I uh, totally agree. The only... My only hesitation, I want to sign a prenup with the the double cross because I wasn't thrilled about how it was used this episode. So if it continues to be used like this, uh, it'll be like a I might annul Kim Kardashian the marriage. That, that's fair. I think early on, as we've seen from the backlash of Corey, people are just afraid to make a big move and target big people. So to see that you are either one rookies be targeted is shouldn't be a shock to, to anyone. So I think later on down the road, and I do hope they mix up like the size of the pool that is eligible to be like voted. And I hope, you know, maybe like once or twice they'll have like, a, if it's an individual challenge, like everyone in the pool besides like the winner, I think it would be good just like mix up whether it's, if it's one week, it's only three, one week, it's six, one week, it's 10, or I, I think it'd be good to mix up the size of the eligible people to be double crossed. It's it's definitely going to be exciting. Uh, a couple of questions about the thought process. One from me, one from the audience. Like, I was thinking about this, especially when uh, Veronica pulled the double cross and chose um, Brittany. Mm-hmm. Do you want to send someone strong in who can, like, go home? Or do you want, especially like when you're maybe not against Brianna necessarily, but like with a more in the calculus of sending in someone against Corey, or do you want to send in someone weak so that they don't come back with this like taste of revenge? Right. I mean, I, I in a in a perfect world, they send someone in great and they just go home. Obviously, you can't forecast that all the time. So I think, I I think it all it, it is very time dependent. I think in the first couple of weeks, I, I'd be fine just tossing in like either the weak or the outsider who, you know, who has so many other targets like on their hand. Like, uh, I mean, Brittany like, is like an outsider that, you know, if she wins, like she may go after Veronica, but she also may want to go after someone like bigger. Well, like she has no real ties to the house that she can specifically focus on Veronica. So I think it, it, it probably varies like person to person. They usually have to like weigh like, all right, so would they specifically target me or do they actually have bigger fish to fry? Yeah, I think that's fair. And what Brittany maybe should have reacted to, I think it's like pretty ridiculous that she comes with her sights set on Veronica when it clearly was like, not like a non-personal pick, anything's personal, but like, it's not like she's really gunning for you. It was like of the people she picked and like Mm -hmm. Veronica would really kind of be a waste of a target at this point um, based on what she's shown so far and who else is in the house. Were you surprised with uh, Dario's pick? No, because I think the the we always think like pregame. Oh, maybe this is the year. Are you the one? All bands together. But for some of these people, like Dario, like this is what his third or fourth season. I think he's so removed from like the Are You the One label that he's he like he has strong. I don't know if his relationship with Leroy is that strong that he made to be, but I think he's made enough bonds in the challenge world that he has these clicks of people that he can be friendly with outside of just like clinging to the Are You the One people that if he goes against the 
the, the mantra of just tossing in the rookie that it, it'll create a bigger target on him. Yeah, I think we've known this for a while, but this really sealed the deal for me. That challenge blood is thicker than our Uh But I was trying to think like from a game perspective, like why not pick Leroy? I wrote my notes, you are sheep, but that might've been like 5 a.m. Why, why not pick Leroy here and ha- and knock either Corey or Leroy out in the first elimination? Like it might be a strike too soon, but if you're Dario, you know, maybe you're going to get in and use the bananas group as a shield, or maybe I know that Corey and Dario have been close. So maybe he didn't want to give, you know, screw Corey over so soon but uh-huh. i imagine he's going to be distancing himself from Corey anyway because of how Corey's playing so why not you might even think that Corey might respect the hit at leroy like give the opportunity to take that hit at bananas that yeah. corey has been calling for and i think there could have been a way for dario to spin it by voting in leroy that he was actually doing like the house of pharaoh by being like yeah i'm like what we wanted Corey out this i thought was the best chance we can get Corey out so i sent in one of our best competitors to try to get him out this wasn't about getting rid of Leroy I just wanted to make sure we got rid of Corey I think for like it's not gonna fly with bananas I, I I probably not but I think he if you're a savvy enough player you could try to spin it that way that that was like your ideal goal I think there was a way to do that I mean I think you're you if you send in Leroy whether you spin it in favor of Corey you spin it in favor of the powers that be on the real veteran side you're you're picking a side by throwing in Leroy you're not doing anything by throwing in Derek. Um, it, it, we didn't see, but there might have been speculation in the house, like, oh, maybe one person could be able to pick who would we want to send in or who do we hope will goes in. And, you know, Dario is a sheep. Maybe he was just, like, deferring to the will of the yeah. house. Unclear. Mm-hmm. Um, so I uh, this great balls of fire and poles and fiery balls and on their poles, like... <laughs> challenge uh i like it took me till the girls heat to realize what was happening i imagine that's because i was exhausted could you set this up uh so basically uh the way it works is there are two rooms with sticks with filled with sticks coming out of walls with uh fire lit balls and i love how excited everyone got when tz's like and we're going to light the balls on fire. They're all like six-year-olds. You put fire in front of them, they freak out. If uh, someone asked, like, why were they on fire? It didn't matter. I'm like, why not light them yeah, on fire? Not? It was so badass. When you have the option for fire or not fire, you choose fire. <laughs> uh, so you basically just have to break the wall and take out all the sticks from your rooms. And the first one to do it once. Um, yeah, I thought this was, like, whoever thought of this challenge is a genius. Like, it's so simple, and yet, like, so difficult you can appreciate the difficulty on your tv screen visually it looks awesome like it just checked all the boxes for an elimination challenge for me yeah this this is what we wanted like it was a combination of strength but there's also some strategy because there's definitely a, a method to the madness to properly do it so yeah this is this is a strong strong elimination choice i did love that Camilla's rationale for rooting for Corey was like this spun story of like Tori and Derek are a threat for being a couple. Like, lol, girl, that's not why you voted for Hunter. And that's not why you're rooting for Corey now. Uh, but Edward Morris wants to know, should anybody besides the 25 girls who slept with Corey be rooting for him? No, I mean, because at the end of the day, before a final, Corey is a good competitor. So him going out would have helped the, helped the guys. So definitely, I don't know what him being in the house over Derek actually benefits anyone. Although Corey like does tend to choke in the finals that he's been in. Um, who can say? 
uh, Corey does win this like pretty handily over Derek. Um, and this is really where I was like, okay, like with the John Legend queued up and like Tori like vowing to seek revenge, I'm like, all right, maybe there's more to the relationship than I. Also, just like throughout the week, sometimes I don't know if this ever happens to you, but like sometimes I talk shit and I'm like, oh, like why I say that? <laughs> and like I think about it all week, and then I watch this episode and I was like, oh, just rub it in, salt yeah. in the wound. So maybe that's residual guilt. Also, just go back to Camilla real quick. I don't think sure. anyone has spawned an elimination, uh, a final loss better than her. Like she has made it known, and everyone just accepts that she would have won, other other because of Corey. Like that's such a like that's amazing just to have that be like a fact that people just accept that. Oh, Camilla definitely would have just won this past season if Corey didn't bring her down. Other than nothing to do with her, she didn't do anything wrong. It's all Corey. I will say about the Camilla thing. This is now really cycling back. Like I will say, she handled this confrontation when Bananas like said that to her uh like you had a reason to vote him in what the hell I think she did handle this like while she did get defensive of Tori like to just kind of be like well whatever send me in if you want whatever it didn't change the result like as opposed to like really spinning out and spiraling into this like defensive mode I was like pretty impressed for at least for Camilla that that was like the right reaction to have it probably helped that you know the drinking hadn't started yet you did this that confrontation at three in the morning and things probably go differently that's why, like, I'm hoping that this podcast is going well. The drinking hasn't started yet. <laughs> exactly. I love the tagline of the podcast. <laughs> uh, that's really counter to, like, the drunk amp. The drunk amp yeah. when the drinking hasn't started yet. <laughs> uh, all right. So it was a pretty close battle between Brittany and Brianna, although I didn't really think Brianna was going to, you know, all power to her. I wouldn't have gotten the first pull out. But it kind of seemed like when they were neck and neck on the last pull that Brianna wasn't making any progress despite best efforts on that last one yeah and to me just like they were setting up britney for the past like few episodes to have like an actual storyline this season that like no matter how they were editing the the elimination i was just always on the mindset that britney was gonna win it just seemed like she had unfinished business based on the edit in the house that i couldn't i i didn't see a way that britney was gonna win yeah and these early like early go early goes at it they early go at it whatever oh boy uh and you you feel dumb when you're talking to me <laughs> in the early stages. Like I, I try not to like let that filter into my viewing. What I'm about to say, not what you're, you're saying. Uh, but like you see Brittany on Twitter being really close with Mo and being really close with other people in the house. You see like Tori. You know, you know Tori's not leaving the first week. You know Brittany's not leaving this elimination because they like forged these relationships and the challenge is putting them at press junkets and like putting them out in front and all of that mm-hmm. so it's kind of like all right we haven't really heard about brianna doing anything with the challenge she wasn't even on the show like she's probably going home yeah no for sure for sure do we see brianna and or Derek again uh I, I think this is about it for brianna i think she had a i think she's done i don't know what she would potentially bring i don't know if she, she doesn't have like a rival or like a good ex to bring so i think i think her days in the challenge are probably over Derek, i can see bringing back Again, because I think they're hoping to bring back for like an exes or whatever. But it is actually amazing how bad he is at MTV shows. Like he sucks <laughs> at all these shows. The thing for Brianna with me is like if you're doing what's like widely speculated all the time, and are you the one, the whoever season, like why not fill a spot with Brianna? If, like that's it. If you're gonna have like twelve, are you the one people? I I still feel like she has more to give 
because I think she had something to give and hasn't been able to give it and keeps kind of getting screwed. But I'm I'm doubtful that they would bring her back. I, I would say a better I would say a better fit for her. I would say a better fit for her would be just going on like the second of the are you the one second chance of the season. I think that's like a a better Brianna spot than the challenge. But they'd have to bring Brianna back though, and I don't know. The oh, that's true. Back. I forgot that was actually her first match. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, so. Um, with Derek, he has this like really like weird foreshadowing exit quote of like, if anyone were to try to flirt with Tori, I would let like the anger and pain loose on them and whatever. Yeah. Like, is that foreshadowing you think? I mean, it has, to come? It, it has to be right. Like, why else would they include that line? Like to me, I, the way they depict it, it seems like Tori's going to hook up with someone next week. Yeah. I mean, he says flirt, like it might just like, maybe this causes the breakup and that's why they haven't spoken about it. Like something on the show. But usually we get everything teased. I haven't noticed anything in any of the trailers with Tori, but who am I? Um, But maybe it's also just like the most interesting thing Derek said. Yeah, I mean, it could be. But I mean, I I mean, I guess it would fit with their story. Like they're like this like romantic love story that and then like if it would make sense if he would be like, oh, she gets with anyone else. I would rage on them with a thousand fury or whatever. But I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I think I I swapped that line like it's i don't know you're good the the funny thing with derek and brianna entering the second chance house and derek keeps saying i have another chance so heartbreaking because like no you don't Darrell has another chance yeah. you don't have another chance no absolutely unless i i, I can't see a scenario where Darrell's not the one coming back uh and yeah uh, Mike Christensen says, I feel like there was a great shot of people in Redemption House reacting to the fact that Brianna was actually in the game that we missed. Were you upset we didn't see more of either their reaction to what happened with Shane and Simone or the house's reaction to a new human being in the house? <laughs> that is actually a good point. I forgot that the Redemption House wouldn't even know that Brianna was in the game. Yeah, they should have They should have been like, Brianna, why are you here? Why are you out? <laughs> uh so I think that brings us to the next challenge, unless no, yeah, I challenge. skipped over Corey bragging about how he's responsible for all the eliminations, which really just makes him king of the losers because everyone who's had power uh, has he's sucked every time. So anyway, right. Uh, <laughs> and also, isn't this like like two eliminations in? Yeah, like he was rewarded in the first one to send three of the four people home because he was best of the worst. And then he was one of the people who would have been up for the double cross if he wasn't voted in by the house. Yeah. So so. poor challenge performance and poor social game made him responsible for every elimination in the house. Corey spins on, baby. (laughs) All right, so the challenge? Did you just throw up? (laughs) I I cracked my back. <laughs> it's still early. I was gonna say because Brianna, Brianna threw up, right? So like maybe you're just following suit. Sympathy uh, puke. Yes, uh, this is a ten-person hall brawl that for some reason Kayla thinks would be a lot better to have the smaller and uh, worse people. So can, can we even get into that? Is that that insane? Like somebody was like, did she not realize that you were going all at once and not one at a time? But like, I didn't think. It was that crazy. Her entire team was crazy, but I didn't think it was that crazy to not. Uh, I don't know. I didn't think her logic was that stupid. Am I also stupid? I think here's the thing. I think it makes sense to think, oh, in a game of like when you're running at people, maybe it does make sense to have like the agile, thinner, quicker people 
but that's like that's the way this challenge was like there was no like they could replay that the guy's heat like 10 times and this, the yellow i think it was the yellow the yellow would win 10 times out of 10 and also just like her selections wouldn't even make sense like ct is still like an agile person like i know he's big but like he, he does everything so like choosing anyone over him for this challenge makes no sense so i uh, yeah i think if kayla picks ct and then makes all of her same picks like, you know, whoever they don't take between Bananas and Derek, she takes them, et cetera, Jordan, Nelson. Like, I think CT really was the difference maker here and probably would be like you're saying every time. Yeah. And she still chose Bananas. And like, bananas, like when is Bananas like the, the small, agile person? Well, I guess just like, yeah, like compared to Hunter, CT, even Corey side to side is probably just wider. Like, I don't think he's like stronger necessarily, but just pound for pound, probably. I mean, I can't really assess how much he weighs, but um, I think bananas, even himself says like, I was waiting for this like arrogant bananas quote of like, she picks Derek. Are you kidding me? She leaves me on the table. Like, da, da, da. like she, he is saying like CT would have been, would have been the choice. Well, I'm pretty sure he got like obliterated in like the hall brawl. Of the le- like when they play this in rivals, I think, when it was like him and uh, Tyler against CT and Adam, like I, I, I vaguely remember the clip of like CT just blasting bananas into like next year. Uh, so, he knows the, one of the many clips of CT just embarrassing bananas. Um, what do you think of? And before we get to the, like the last two of the schoolyard pick, the choice between Veronica and Nicole, and the choice between Tony and Ammo. I think both people made the right choice. I was surprised Tony actually was one of the last two left. I thought that was a little uh, surprising. But I think at the end of the day, kind of going back to the elimination pick last week, you don't try to ruffle many feathers. And, you know, Ammo is obviously a rookie. doesn't have a lot of ties. Even Nicole, like without her cousin, I don't think she has that many ties in the house right now either. So uh, I'm fine with it. I didn't pull this, but like someone did say, uh, oh no, here. So Anna Jose, a second part of her question was, uh, it says a lot, or just a comment. It says a lot about the athleticism of the guys this season, that Tony was the second to last pick for a physical challenge. Yeah. It's a very strong crop. Uh, but he's like kind of the worst build for this kind of challenge. Like he's very tall and lanky. And while he's like strong, he's not like CT and I'm sure he can run, but he's not like, quick like Derek, you know, so he doesn't have either side of it that you'd want to see here. Um, right. So the, the headline is that two undrafted players automatically go on to the losing squad. Megan Elizabeth says, does the whole last two picked in the schoolyard pick thing seem a little bit crappy to anyone else? You don't even get to compete. You just get thrown into elimination without a chance to save yourself. Yeah. I wish they, uh, they could have done something that they could have just had them like pick, like support a team. I think that would have been a little bit better. Uh, Anna Jose says, wouldn't it have made more sense uh, such better TV if the people not picked for the challenge automatically got put with the winners instead of the losers? I, I don't like the automatically either way. I think every anytime you put choices into this house, it, it adds more drama uh, and more strategy and more things for people to get mad at. So I, I wish they would be able to just pick which team they want to support. I think that's why I'm okay with the way they did it is because like every step of the way this season is going to have an opportunity for someone to play dirty and to sit someone out and tell them you are going to like lose this challenge at my hand is the dirtier move 
And like, I'm kind of okay so far with all of the dirty twists they've had. And like when Nicole was crying that she just wants the opportunity to compete, like you competed in a three round challenge, you know, the other day (laughs) and you competed in the wall set other, she did well in it. So like, it's not as though he's like taking your opportunity to compete in anything. And also if you want to compete, like you can compete in the elimination. So I didn't really feel sympathy for somebody who is is left out of a challenge on the dirtiest season ever. Um, I'm but, all in on the, I'm all in on schoolyard picks though. Like that was that adds a lot of stuff to it. So all in on that. Uh, yeah, my my adrenaline was really pumping during this. Like part of it because they got us so invested. I think people complain that we don't see the schoolyard picks on Survivor, and there was a schoolyard pick uh, in Leroy's interview again on the Barstool podcast. Uh, he mentioned that there was a schoolyard pick for that first team challenge where they had to carry the cannons. They just didn't show it. Um, and I think this really goes to show that they'll only show it if it really matters to the game. And like Kayla imploding, like really did matter. And so like when they were like just showing the guys like revving up, I, my adrenaline was, I was in all caps typing at the edge of my seat slash bed where I was watching this. Uh, I thought this was a really, really exciting challenge. Probably not mostly because of the schoolyard pick, but definitely a big part of it. Yeah, I think it also would like the schoolyard picks and the challenge always matter more because these challenges are like basically all like immunity challenge and they basically only have schoolyard picks and survivor for like reward challenges. So while you know it matters whether you get the cheeseburger or not, it doesn't actually depend on your safety. So for here, you know, someone who everyone on the losing side is like, you know, fuck Kayla, I might be going home because of her stupid selection. So I'm gonna, that's like a legitimate reason to be mad at someone. Uh, Jeremy Burris says, welcome back, Brian. Glad you're back. If only because Allie hates doing the opening. Okay. So if you, that is true. Okay. So if you two were the captains, how would this draft go? I mean, I, I think we both agree that like CT and Car Maria would be the clear top two picks for both genders. So that it's that. It's that. Yeah. I mean, by the same token, like, uh Anissa has the size. I know Bananas was like saying they're gonna use Anissa the way they use CT, but she doesn't have the speed. Um Sakara like has the muscle while she like maybe not the just pure bulk, but definitely has the muscle. Um Veronica was definitely a standout though for going last pick, almost going straight to the elimination, like really won the game for for their her team. Yeah, it was good to see because she like you know, she didn't have that great of showing the Chancellor's pros. She didn't really do much in the early going, and now it's. I, she, I feel like she just needs to kind of get like her feet wet and get back into the groove. And I mean, she's obviously a, a great, great competitor from back in her day. So hopefully, this is like her like rejuvenation week, and now she can kind of go on a run. Yeah, I thought this like really showed like not only that she like still has it physically, but that she it had a real awareness of the game that like she knew where they were at that she had to now block and hold her back and then run for the ring. Like I don't know that you know, it would be that easy to pay attention to like, yeah, how many rings you have left when you're just trying to go back and forth. Um, so to be able to like figure that out and come in at six one hundredths of a second uh, ahead of your opponent. Uh, we had another question I got too excited about uh, Veronica. Jordan Marks says, is it better to pick weaker people for your team so that you can beat them in elimination or stronger people so that you have a better chance to win the challenge? Oh, that's like two layers of uh, thinking. Uh, but I, I I guess a variety would be best. Right? Is that way you give your chance, give yourself a chance to win, but then also you're not just going in against like the top 
top top crop competitors. But I mean, I think it's always better just to go for the immediate one. I, I agree. It's hard because you have no control over like if you go in, if you're in the in the pool uh, facing the double cross and someone gets a double cross and picks you like you have no say uh, over that. Or if you get voted in, you have no say over who gets picked in the double cross. I mean, you can try to make deals, but the fact is, is you don't know who's going to pull it ahead of time. So you make deals with everyone on the table and make it known, but they don't have to respect you, especially when the theme is screw your screw thy neighbor. Um, so, so I think it's very, very interesting and it's just too, there are too many moving parts in creating a team that gives you the best chance to win out in elimination. And you might as well just like go for the gold, especially with the men. Like the reality is, is like, there are there's less of a difference in challenge ability across the men's field than there are than there is on the women's side. So, like, there are standout women and there are women that are easier to beat. But it's really like the field is narrowing with the men, even from the start. Agree. Agree. All right. So, yeah, green wins and a self-proclaimed blowout. Uh, for the men wins in a nail biter for the women. Um, and it leaves us with, uh, I was actually concerned that they weren't going to tell us which team even won this going into. I was very concerned also. Yeah. Which would have sucked. It was, I was so concerned. I timestamped it. There was a minute and 48 seconds left when TJ said that they were separated by six one hundredths of a second. And I was like, you are not going to do this to me. The challenge. Mm -hmm. I will write a strongly worded letter (laughs) against this. But yeah, luckily they told us. And our team wins. Uh, Shelby Heinmiller says, I know you all talked about this, but seriously, how many episodes are going to be drawn out and to be continued? I mean, I'm happy we got two challenges, but when are we going to get a complete episode? Uh, I, I, I think we're going to have many more like non-straightforward episodes than we're going to have normal episodes. And I guess, you know what? As long as there's an elim- elimination in each week, I'd be fine with it if they mix up the order every week and sometimes it's in the beginning of the episode, sometimes it's the end. I just hate when they cut off eliminations midway through. That's the most annoying to be continued. See, I somebody commented, it might have been Edmo, I forget, uh, to Shelby's comment that like technically this was, as you're saying, a complete episode where we had a challenge, we had an elimination, it just was reversed. I want, and I've said this like a million times, I want the arc of an episode. I understand that like, that's not where these kinds of shows are going, that they want a like cliffhanger into next week. But then by the time I get to next week's episode, I like have to remember what happened and like, I'm out of it. Whereas if I get, you know, waking up or going to bed the next night after elimination challenge, social strategy, whatever vote in elimination neatly tucked in, Everybody leaves who's supposed to leave. I come in next week fresh. That's like, I want the rise and fall of like a complete episode. This to me did still still feel like an incomplete segment, even though we had the elimination. Yeah. Uh, so I would be upset if this continues. I expect it to continue. Uh, I will be happy to continue to complain about it um, <laughs> for all of you fellow haters. I think it's, I think it's fair. I mean, I, th- I think the challenge format would be great. I don't know why they feel so need to go away with it but you know that's like you said that's the world we live in yeah now that we're at the end of the podcast the only thing we really missed is like you know we had a little drama with camilla we didn't really get any strategy talk because they were voted in at the end of last 
the last episode and we didn't get to see the decisions this episode. So we kind of missed that. But all in all, really strong episode kept me going at 5 a.m., which, you know, that and coffee are really the only two things. Good television and coffee. I'll say it's the way kind of the question we talked about just a minute ago about do you want to have like a strong group of people or a weaker group of people? Ammo finds himself in a very dangerous spot next week. If unless I think the only way he stays is if he's the one who pulls the double cross. Because I mean, he like the guys that he would potentially be going up against Jordan Bananas, Nelson, Derek, Tony. I mean, I guess he has he's got to hope for like Tony and just hope it's like a, a brain challenge. And then obviously he's in a great shot. Yeah, you you never know what can happen in something like an elimination where they're going to be wanting they're going to want to be mixing it up. But you're right. I think um, it is possible that more than possible that we say goodbye to Emma next week. Who do you think is going to get voted in by the house uh, from the blue team on the table? Uh, are bananas, Brittany, Camilla, Derek? I guess let me do the men and the women: Tony, Jordan, bananas, Derek Kay, and Nelson. I mean, I guess probably, I guess Ammo actually might be most likely to be voted in, right? That's oh, right. Of, he can still get voted in. Yeah. So I would say he's probably. Wait, the, can, oh, right. Because he's considered a loser. So he's still up to be. Vo- or no, anyone in the house can be voted in. I think it would be anyone. Right. I think the winning team is safe. Completely. Right, right. It's because last time it was like a different format yeah. of challenge. So I think gotcha. any of those, was it six? Could be uh, voted in, and the other five go to the double cross. So I would, I would guess Ammo is voted in, and then it goes down to the double cross. In which case, I would say it is. I think all four people would pick Nelson to go in. Um, and I would say Camilla might be. I, I don't know. I think it's going to be like teased. I don't know that Camilla is actually going to get voted in. I have the women available: Nicole, Jemmy, Camilla, Kayla, Brittany, and Jenna. Because you have uh, CT and you have Hunter on the green team voting. Um, Anise is probably not too thrilled with Camilla at this point. Um, so you have you have the, those kind of like, what is it? Like, th- there were little hints about it this episode. Like, Hunter acknowledges that and is pissed. Bananas is saying he doesn't trust Camilla anymore. We'll see how long that lasts. And you have Corey who said in the last episode, like, I won't forget that she protected me. So there's going to be some hopefully interesting discussion, at least on the green teams during the green teams deliberations. Yeah, I think the the girl voting would be a lot more intriguing than the guys. I'd be shocked if it's not just like a a runaway ammo vote. So. Uh, Yeah, because every all of the guys besides ammo are pretty much in bed with the powers that be unclear where like Jordan lies this, this season, but yeah, I don't think they'll take a hit at yeah. him. He's been on, on uh, I'm not even trying to pronounce the word. He's been oddly quiet. Oddly quiet. Um, well, I think that's all I got. I'll be oddly quiet now. <laughs> so I got any, any other, no more questions. Good to go. Nope. No right. more questions. So next week we'll be back. You can subscribe, rate, review, comment, all that fun stuff at Rob's uh, website.com slash challenge iTunes. Follow me on Twitter at Brian underscore. They can follow you. At Lash Tweets. Until then, have a good one. <laughs>